Hello again! Time once again for the World Famous Game Source Podcast. And it is a beautiful day in Paradiso! <laughs> I don't know, it was a little wet today in Paradise. Hey, that's good, you know, because, you know, typical Las Vegas rain. Five minutes later, it's dry again. Yeah. Yeah, it went yeah, from it river to nothing. Yes. And then. <laughs> It started again for literally, like, one minute and stopped again. Yeah. But the whole time that it was raining, it was pouring bricks. Like, was, I know, uh, but then I get the, the I get the inner tube out, and it's gone. I'm like, man, what's up with that? <laughs> yeah, it floods the streets, and then in a second, it's all done. You've seen the hill I live nearby? That would be perfect. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, I can imagine taking a, an inner tube down there. <laughs> hey, somebody just recorded uh, actually riding a 60-foot wave so uh, for world records. So I thought that would be cool. Wasn't that in Florida, though? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I just saw it, like I said, you know, just saw it on Yahoo. If Yahoo says it's true, it must be true. <laughs> <laughs> Yahoo says it, it's true. Yeah. Uh, I read it on Wikipedia. Well, uh... With me on the podcast this week, um, just want to say a big hello to uh, three great individuals, part of the staff. We'll first start with Mr. Super Pouring himself. Don't call me Mr. Nintendo. Super Pouring Jeremiah. What's up, man? Hello, hello. Because you can't, he's not just a Nintendo fanboy. He is an all-around video game entrepreneur. Is that not correct, sir? Yeah, I like all of them, although I still hold a candle for the old Sega, but too bad, they are dead. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, also we have on this week, Mr. Insert here, Jamie, Degenerate08. How are you, sir? I'm good. How is everybody else tonight? Doing pretty well. Right for now. Yes, it's no longer raining here in London. Yes. <laughs> yeah, not yet. Rain. And we also have the man, the myth, the legend, Killer X Wolf. What's up, world? Long time no see, no talk. Of course, actually, if you are if you're following me up on me, uh, you've probably seen me or heard me for the past few days. With your legions of Twitter followers. Yes. And the, the army that I shall soon overcome with the world. Well, there you go. Watch out, Kim Kardashian. Uh, also, as well, you know, you've got uh, your recent release uh, as far as... Uh, well, actually, I'll let you talk about our our YouTube page, YourGameSource.com. You recently put something on there, didn't you, Chris? Of course. Um, I decided to start doing a, a little bit more video uh, reviews of games, and my latest one was uh, none other than the latest sensation of fighting games that is... Uh, Injustice, Gods Among Us. And I put on a little bit of a show uh, trying to explain the game as well as me getting my my rear end kicked a couple times. So, pretty interesting. You guys should go check it out, whether you're part of the staff or just listening in. It's, uh, it's kind of interesting just to see what's in the game. And then uh, if you want to comment on how bad I suck at the game, it's, it's also appreciated. Well, I appreciate you doing that. You just dropped it. Hey, you said, hey, uh, the other day, hey, I got this for you. I, I think uh, the fans will like it, and uh, I was uh, glad that you put it on up there. I know Mr. Jamie himself uh, sent me over uh, to our news desk uh, some great footage of Injustice as well. 
and I know we'll be popping that up in the next few weeks as well, uh, most likely uh, possibly for even to cover his review of Injustice Gods Among Us, which he'll, uh, he'll cover later in the show, if that's not, not correct, sir? Yes, that is correct. I also believe the video is of three different versions. What? Oh. I think there is a Wii U version, an Xbox 360 version, and a PS3 version. I Call it magic. It is magic. Well, also, uh, while we're uh, talking about uh, yourgamesource.com, um, it is a par- part of us. It's www.yourgamesource.com. Uh, we're the leading aggregate site in all of the world, free news and entertainment, and all the good articles from around the internet plus adding in our own mix of videos, blogs, and, of course, the world-famous podcasts. So if, and also, I just wanted to thank uh, and take this time to thank everyone out there. Uh, we have got, reached a milestone. We've reached our 100 like uh, on our Facebook page. Uh, source. Yes, yes, we reached it this evening. Uh, and uh, let me... Th- Let's see if Chris remembers what that whole deal was. Because yes. he was there when I said that, if I remember right. I think so. On a podcast taping uh, a while back, I think uh, somebody uh, was talking about if we reach 100 likes, they would do something. Uh, is that not correct, Chris? I do remember, but I don't remember who said it, and I don't remember what they said. Um, I thought it was Nick. I can I can just say it was Nick, and I can say that he was going to pay us some money, and I well, kind of like that idea. I, I like that idea better. <laughs> well, but uh, Nick would not have the, uh, the stone to uh, actually uh, make a, any kind of offer, and uh, you can quote me on that. Uh, no, it's actually a man that has real intestinal fortitude, as uh, Vince McMahon would say. Um, that would be Mr. Jamie, who has stated he would be ziplining. Um, across downtown Las Vegas. That was it. So uh, we have reached the milestone. Uh, we have uh, uh, much appreciation for uh, Jeff, Willie, Alex, uh, also as well, Donnie, James, uh, and all the individuals uh, you know that have liked us recently. Uh, we just are so appreciative of you liking us and, and getting us to that milestone. And uh, ho- hopefully uh, we'll be able to, at some point in the near future, capture all the great video of Jamie ziplining down Fremont Street. I also believe the celebratory party, if I don't die, was at Insert Coins. Uh, that's correct. And yeah, I, definitely. It's to do it um, in the buff, I think you had stated that. Yes, but unless we have a hefty bail fund, I don't think that that is going to happen. I think we should start that on Kickstarter immediately. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you can raise the funds, hey, more power to everybody. There you go, there you go. Um, but we appreciate it. Um, follow us also as well at, uh, at GameSource on Twitter. I'm telling you right now, we're getting a lot of followers there as well. Uh, we've actually gotten a lot of feedback uh, on our podcasts, including, uh, you know, as far away as from Norway. So to our friends in Norway who have listened to our podcasts, uh, we say hello. Uh, Bangladesh, uh, we say hello. And as Australia, uh, we've actually uh, had some people visit the site from that great country as well. So we just wanted to uh, wish you well and then hope... Uh, uh, everything's okay with you out there, and uh, thank you for actually tuning into our podcast and downloading it. Like I said, are trying to do what we can to provide you the best in entertainment for video games, and uh, I think we'll just cover the uh, the main topics uh, tonight uh, because it is 
an emergency podcast tonight, uh, so to speak. Um, and yeah, I, not under our normal schedule. Yes, so. yes, yes. And that's actually a taping is tomorrow uh, scheduled um, for for a regular podcast. But tonight, uh, certain things came up. I assembled a crack team. So Avengers Assemble. Sorry, I'm a DC fan. There you go. <laughs> Today you got to be a Star Wars fan, but that's for later. Ah, uh, yes, definitely. Yeah, especially if you you know like spending money. The new. The new. The new. The new. But for the, you know, that's the big, big, big story. Uh, the big story uh, that started off on Monday before all the you-know-what uh, broke loose uh, was uh, Sony. Um, actually, uh, Sony has got some major announcements in their words, in their own words. They've got some major announcements all this week. And so I wanted to pose the question to you guys out there. What major announcements do you think they'll have, uh, game announcements that they'll have uh, for this week, and will it be for the PS3, or will it be for the PS4, or both? Um, because it seems kind of uh, unusual that they're doing this, uh, or maybe not, with the Xbox announcement around the corner as well. Um, I just uh, want to ask you guys real quick of your thoughts on that. Um, I'll start with Chris. Um, Ooh. Um, Sony has stated that they're going to be making major game announcements uh, for the rest of the week. Not just one. They said announcements, plural. So i got to take them at their word. So tell me, uh, what do you feel or maybe what the rumorville has uh, come up on in uh, Killer X Wolfland? Uh, <laughs> Killer X Wolfland, love it. Um or uh, Sony's intriguing game announcements, quote-unquote, that they said? Well, I mean, obviously we don't know. But um, considering it is pretty close to uh, Microsoft's own announcement that they had planned uh, near the end of the month, I, I feel like they're either trying to one-up uh, Microsoft right now and trying to get out a a little, like, hey, I know they're about to announce something, but we're going to announce something even bigger as well. Uh, I think it's going to be more about the games that they're releasing for, either the games or something that they're releasing for the PS4. But, uh, I, I mean, I can't be 100% sure, and I don't think anyone can really be 100% sure. So, for for my from my perspective, I think they're just going to stick with uh, some kind of announcement for the PS4's games, or hardware, even, but well, did you have any certain particular titles that you were thinking? Not not necessarily. Um, I mean, they've already got some stuff uh, out before, back in their first press conference, and I think that was a big, like, whoa, that's a lot to take in already. And with E3 being right around the corner, I think they want to save their good, juicy stuff until then. But um, uh, if anything, they might have had some... Uh, some knowledge of Microsoft and what they're about to announce, and uh, similar to how they just recently bought a few domain names that unveil a little bit more about the next generation consoles. Um, I'm pretty sure that Sony just wants to make sure they're not left in the dust by uh, big announcements that uh, Microsoft is going to have. So I think that they're going to probably release a little bit about the uh, the games that are going to be exclusive to PlayStation to try to keep. Uh, people on the one or the other side, they're going to keep them towards 
PlayStation. Maybe like another Uncharted of some sort, or a yeah, that's another. What I was asking. So. so oh, okay. Specific games in the album. Yeah. So, so, like, Uncharted would be a big one. And especially if you can put that on a PS4 and with the processing power that the PS4 is going to have, it's going to be a monstrous game. Uh, I can already see, because Uncharted 3 was phenomenal, um, just increasing the graphics that much more and putting it on a PlayStation 4, whew, uh, <laughs> that's got me all worked up right now. So I think it's going to be something along those lines. Hose him down. <sighs> I need to put on some, uh, some like, looser clothing getting all warm over here. <laughs> Jeremiah, what are your thoughts? Um, and, and because I did want to state that this uh, rumor came from actually a European PlayStation blog uh, where a Sony executive, Fred Dutton, uh, wrote uh, that Sony has a quote-unquote busy week in the offing with some intriguing game announcements planned. So that's where uh, this all came from. Um, and I know the internet's been going crazy ever since. So, Jeremiah, uh, have you been putting your ear to, ear to the ground and uh, let me know, uh, let us know what well, you think. Well, I haven't really been following too much of the actual rumors. Um, I mean, they have quite a few IPs under their belt now. Um, I mean, they're already doing a new Infamous, a new uh, Kill Zone. Um, I'm going to call it right now and say a new Resistance. I mean, obviously they said games, plural. But I think that one's a definite for me. Would you think it's coming on the PS3 or the PS4? It's got to be PS4. Like I, I think they they have to be putting out you know a lot on the PS4 to show that you need to buy this system. Um, I mean, it's possible they could be doing like you know dual releases, but I think they really want to you know kind of force people to move on to the new system. So you don't think that um, they want to give the uh, the people of choice out there as far as... Because the PS3, I still think they need to have at least one more solid holiday season and a reduction in price and some titles geared towards it might, uh, might be in the offering. And, uh, well, before I say exactly what my thinking is on that end, Jamie... Um, well, I, I will say real quick that I think they already have that, though. I mean, Watch Dogs, Remember Me, like, Last of Us. There's there's a bunch of games already coming out for PS3 that are, you know, I'd say more than big enough that they can focus more on the PS4. Jamie, what do you think? Would Jeremiah be right on the money? Well, I'm going to give him credit for the fact that there are a lot of those games that are going to hit both. So it's not going to literally be a whole fest of, oh my gosh, if you don't have a PS4, you can't play this or that. I do agree with Chris, because he took the word right out of my mouth. I believe that they're going to hint towards an Uncharted 4, but I also believe they're going to throw some Vita games in there as well, because if you've been following some other things, Ben Studio has been chomping at the bit. I think there's going to be a sequel to Golden Abyss as well. Ooh. That actually be a be a, a nice uh, change of pace because Uncharted Golden Miss, despite the fact that people were kind of you know pooping on the fact that it was uh, it provided you know a tutorial pretty much throughout and a clear advertisement and demonstration almost overdosing to the point uh, on doing so during the course of the game the game itself 
in my opinion, still to this day, is the best-looking Vita game ever made. And I uh, agree. And still the best-looking handheld game, if that's the case. Um, but uh, anything else on, on Jamie, on your thoughts on what might be... Uh, I have a sneaky suspicion they may sneak in some, oh, look, this is what it looks like, and possibly a price point. Maybe not. Call me crazy, but I have a weird feeling they're going to sneak something else in there. Price point for the PS4? Yes, because I think games is just something to intrigue you. They always have something up their sleeve, and since nobody has seen this, this might be their chance to kind of try and steal some of Microsoft's thunder to kind of get everybody off their back and go, oh, look, look, we showed you a small little glimpse. Yeah, I can see that. That would be good timing for it. Because you've got E3 coming after that, and then you've got, it's supposed to be playable on the floor at the GameStop Expo in August. So they have to get this out of the way, and they have to get it out of the way fast, because... It's but, almost I mean, E3 is time for everyone corner. to touch it and see exactly. That was why it would be the perfect thing to steal some of Microsoft's thunder and go, "Oh, you guys are Max. We didn't show it to you. Here it is." And uh, we will be at E3 covering it extensively as we uh, have done in the past. And also, we are making plans to raid the GameStop conference. Isn't that right? Oh, yeah. that is correct. I am going to go ninja style, and I am going to raid that place. If I can get a PS4 out under my jacket, it's coming. <laughs> you heard it there, folks, first. Yeah, you heard it. Uh, Jamie's going to steal from Sony. Good job. <laughs> I love I love you, Sony, but I'm really trying to steal from GameStop. Not you. Oh. Okay, that makes sense. We'll, we'll blame it on them. There you go. We'll blame it on Nick. Yes! <laughs> it's even better. It's Nick's idea, by the way. I'll be like, hey, Nick, hold this. <laughs> a miscalculation on their inventory after the convention is over. There you what go. What can I say? Well, uh, I actually wanted to weigh in on this, and uh, I'll uh, say for the rest you know, of the week, if they're going to make any announcements, as they so claim, I think it's going to be more PS3 and Vita-based. Um, I, actually, I actually am hearing the wild rumors of uh, Gran Turismo 6, which should have been out on the PS4, which they still might put out on a PS4, um, for some reason just keeps on getting kicked over, back over to being a PS3 uh, main uh, exclusive, uh, quote-unquote. Um, so I'm thinking they're really going to announce Gran Turismo 6. Um, I also think some Vita games are going to be in the offering. I think Uncharted 4 is going to be a PS4 game. I think it's going to be a PS4 exclusive, and it will not be announced until E3 because I think that's their. I think if any game signifies the PlayStation, I, I think it's the Uncharted series because um, we've seen what God of War, how that fails. You know, God of War Ascension failed miserably. Um, I really think Uncharted is as close to a signifying brand uh, as can be, and I think that's not going to be announced until E3. Although, you know, you never, it could be, uh, could be a surprise thing this week, but uh, I think it will be leaning towards um, Vita Games this week, and uh, I think, if anything, they are going to sneak out uh, Gran Turismo 6. At least teasers uh, uh, would be uh, probably uh, apropos for the moment. So... Um, I guess any more thoughts on it? Uh, anything else they might be uh, putting out? Or, uh, you know, let, let, Jamie, you could be right, or was it Chris uh, or Jeremiah? W- which one said that they might be showing off some features of the PS4? 
not me. I was thinking I just think, games. I don't think any of us said that because it leaned towards just strictly games. They might hint towards uh, some fu- some functionality of the PS4, just you know, little bits and pieces, you know, like uh, the share button, you know, more on that. Yeah, I mean, explain that a little bit, and that would be awesome because I don't want to just see it at E3 and be like, oh, no. See, and I, I think <laughs> if they do go into any of that, that's when they're going to try and sneak that little peek of, oh, look, there it is, boop, and then done. Because the latest rumors on that, uh, according to the internet. And, you know, if it's a rumor on the Internet, it must be true, is that the share button may not be as all-inclusive and all-extensive as what was previously hoped to have been when it was originally announced. So it might be like a time limit or, you know, uh, dependent on whether the developer wants you to allow you to use it or not. So something like, you know, things of that nature have been discussed. So yeah. It's a, it's a wait and see, so I, I really think for the most part it is going to be a PS3 and Vita uh, games that will be uh, probably sneaked out uh, over the next few days, uh, but we look forward to it, and uh, we here at GameSource, uh, especially on our Facebook page, you know, if I don't put it up right away, you know what, I've got Jeremiah, Chris, and Jamie, you know Jamie just like, he's the Insta, Insta post, you know, there's Instagram, and then there's Jamie with Insta post, you know. <laughs> Click, 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 boom, it's up. So That's right. Instagram, eat your heart out. There you go. So it, it, it's, a, it's a done deal. If you uh, need to catch the latest news, you'll find it here first on our uh, GameSource fa- Facebook page. Or if you liked us already or if you like us at GameSource, you can just cop on to uh, www.yourgamesource.com and see it right from our site. You'll have access to all the great stuff there as well. So, Oh, and did I mention the free... Game Source app. How could I forget about that? You can't. No, that, that was just strategically planned. Yeah, you just can't. I can't. I can't. And uh, actually, to those who already have the free Game Source app, which you can download, just check out our Facebook page, or actually click on Chris's face on the front page of yourgamesource.com. You can actually download, get the download for free. Uh, we actually snuck out a couple exclusive stories uh, for Jamie. And uh, also as well for uh, Joel, uh, which were not yet published, we snuck out for our mobile um, app users just as a little you know, way to say thank you uh, over the weekend. So, you know, you get exclusives like that for a little while um, that we try to sneak in here and there. So we just appreciate uh, you downloading that. And we think it's a great app and uh, it brings all the, you know, the good stuff from GameSource right to your phone for free. So enough of the shilling for now. <laughs> Let's uh, actually move uh, over to Jamie. Oh, but I forgot. We've actually got to play a game. <gasps> I love games. We're going to play just three quick questions, and it's going to be called Drum Roll, Please. Name that game source podcast. 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 Since this is episode number sixty-nine, and we're again of the world famous Your Game Source podcast, uh, we've done a lot of podcasts. So um, that be that as it may, I wanted as a little thing for fun tonight to uh, have you guys like like a little quiz show. Um, Guess which podcast it was when uh, I asked you this question. And uh, 
you know, it's going to be whoever answers it first. Uh, just say the word beep, like you're hitting the beeper. So say buzz. Buzz. There you go. Buzz. Even better. I raise my hand. Um, that I. I use. <laughs> <laughs> you know how to answer that one. It's like, uh. I don't know how it necessarily would help you, being that we're uh, doing this on a recording. Uh, <laughs> but that's okay. Knock yourself out if that makes you, you know. Want to answer? Sure. Sweet. I know it already. It's episode 100. Awesome. <laughs> We're almost there. Actually, we'll probably play a game of that again on episode 100. Oh, I know it. It's Best of Angry Nick. Yes! Oh, wait, we didn't play it. Oh, nope, not even the number. And that's, yeah, that has a number as well. So, first question I have for you. Okay. Alright. Game Source Episode 11 was the debut of our own Angry Nick. He had actually been a mild-mannered host for the podcast for several podcasts before that, but uh, due to circumstances well beyond his control, um, and uh, you know, hope raging came about. That's only Jamie can, uh, you know, make fun of. Uh, he actually be, you know, due to circumstances and actually a game that caused him to actually just go quite overboard and actually just create what we now know as Angry Nick. Alright guys, uh, who's going to answer this question? I'm going to give you three choices. Uh, num- uh, A. A is going to be Star Wars Connect. B is the Star Wars, excuse me, the Connect Fable game, and C, Just Dance for the Connect. Your answer. Any buzz? Chris, you were actually on the podcast, so I'm sorry I, that, no, that you don't know it. I, I'm trying to see if any of my competitors know, because I don't want to be like 100% of the, the time getting it right. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> I'm playing the Jeopardy uh, theme, so... <laughs> What is Star Wars Connect? So if your answer is A, actually. Yes, what is A? Uh, Chris, what is your answer? Uh, that is incorrect. The one is going to be Fable for the Connect. And uh, Jeremiah, what's your answer? My answer is D. All of the above. <laughs> well, thanks for playing. Yeah, all of the above and also <laughs> Sancro. Thanks for playing. And, and Peter. Uh, Saints Row Vita did not come until later, but uh, the actual correct answer is B. The Fable Connect game. Yes, yes, that brought the ire out of Nick for the first time in episode. I do remember that. That was right after E3 when they had unveiled it, and he raged. He was... I think it, he cracked. He, uh, he became a new man. I think it was the part where he was riding a horse when we were sitting in the Galen Center, and he just actually just squirmed in the seat. And I think Oh, yeah. 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 I remember watching him. All right. Next question. What episode has Jamie speaking in his Hulk voice for the first time? Uh, I don't think Jamie knows this. Jamie, no like podcast. <laughs> Jamie, <laughs> smash <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Is it? Episode 
episode 24 or episode 29. James. Okay, uh, Chris, go ahead. Okay, I'm going to say 29. Jamie? See, we just talked about this the other day, but I'm going to say 24. Jeremiah? The, all of the above, and also Saints Row. <laughs> Thank you for playing, alright. The <laughs> is... You forgot PETA. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 29. That's pro for Chris. That's right. I told him I'd get 100% on this. There you go. Because <laughs> 24, I was still quiet. By 29, I figured out that I could pretty much do all this, and you guys didn't care. Heck, that's correct. Uh, and uh, last question before we hit our first break and go to the reviews. Okay. In Game Source Episode 58, Sam comes on, eh, just as you could say, a little bit later than everybody else. At what time in the morning was it for her when she came on? Was it A, 6.30, B, 7.30, C, 8.30 in the morning for her? I remember this one, so I'm going to be the last to answer. Buzz. Go ahead. C, 8.30. Jeremiah. Buzz Lightyear, and it's definitely D, all of the above. <laughs> Saints Row. <laughs> Saints Row, yeah, oh and she had a crumpet. All I know is she was really tired. <laughs> and I remember her saying the things she does for this website. Yeah. Chris, what is your answer? Uh, my answer is B, 7.30. That is correct again. A clean sweep, just like the Giants. Oh, there's... <laughs> You just won yourself a brand new car! Oh Motorsport 4. It's actually uh, the game source uh, Yugo that I actually made up a couple years ago. And I'll send that to you. BX5. Uh, very nice. I'll take it, though. There you go. <laughs> well, that uh, does it for this episode of Guess That Episode. Um, actually, I think we'll be doing this more in the future since it seemed to be so much fun. Um, yeah. I want to thank our contestants today. I appreciate it. And we'll be right back with some reviews right after the break. And we're back with the world-famous YourGameSource.com podcast. It's Yes, Elvis Lives with Degenerate 08. Kaiser Sector Stun. That's right, and Super Boring. Uh, we're going to cover it's View Time, and we're going to cover a lot of great games today. Okay, well, maybe not so many great games. And actually, uh, first off, I'll start with what I recently covered, which was... Here we go. And I was actually one of the first uh, to actually posted, we were actually one of the first major websites in the world to post this, unfortunately, uh, was for Star Trek the Video Game. Uh, Star Trek the Video Game, if you haven't played it, it's a, it's a game based um, not actually off the new movie Star Trek uh, Into Darkness, which probably would have made for a better game, 
but uh, it does have all the uh, the characters coming uh, that are in that movie, uh, all the main characters. Uh, and basically, um, it's, a, it's a new story. It's a, it's set uh, in between the first reboot and the new movie that's coming up. Um, and actually, and this is the best part about it, was the story itself. Uh, basically, uh, they go and uh, Kirk and Spock, you can play as either one of them, Kirk and Spock go to uh, save a, a people on a uh, slowly disintegrating and, dis- and uh, self-destructing uh, space station because it's causing a rift and in this rift, uh, well, out shoots out an old enemy, an arch nemesis uh, from actually the original episodes uh, of the TV series, the Gorn. Um, and your mission, obviously, is uh, to try and do what you can to to stop the Gorn from taking over the galaxy. I won't go into too many details um, in regards to that because once it gets to specific, it'll probably take all the fun out of for you. Um, you know, if you're playing as Kirk, you get to try and, and do what you can to save a girl along with that, the Vulcan scientist. Um, if you're Spock, you can use a mind meld feature, and then also your impetus is that you're trying to do what you can to, to save the universe and help, uh, restart, uh, new Vulcan, uh, which got destroyed in the, fr- in the first reboot movie. Um, that's pretty much where it ends as far as uh, highlights for this game because unfortunately the level of polish on this game is is pretty appalling and and I'm just uh, uh, very sad that that this game could have could have really been a, a top notch game. Uh, this game just could actually could have been a, a game of the year contender had, uh, but unfortunately uh, that wasn't the case. Uh, and for me it was just you know a great story which. Um, I probably equate to something in maybe the Star Trek ne- Next Generation realm as far as how it fit, how it seemed through, um, and, and the way it intertwined as far as the story is concerned. Uh, that would be big, big plus. Uh, unfortunately, um, there's a lot of minuses in game, as I previously mentioned, plus the fact that there's some intriguing level design issues that, that uh, I go in further on my review um, in the yourgamesource.com reviews page, but uh, overall, this game was was quite disappointing, uh, many levels to many people. And if you come to me and tell me that this game was ridiculously bad, I, I can't find it. I can't argue with it. But for somehow, for some reason, the story just makes it a guilty pleasure to me. I gave the game a seven out of ten, but really, there, there, there's just no way I can just really just. You know, give a wholehearted defense to it if you if you came to me because if you're not a Star Trek fan, uh, you cannot get by the gameplay. You cannot you cannot get by all the elements that that make it such a bad game, and and uh, on many levels. Um, so, if you're not a Star Trek fan, you need to just warp yourself on out of there and and beam yourself somewhere else. Um, if you are a Star Trek fan, you probably will be able to get by enough to enjoy the story to see your way through it. But there's so many glitches and so many issues and lack of polish, um, which were quite disturbing, um, that that caused concern you know, for games like this in the future. But then again, it's the old adage, it's a movie game, so we should never get our hopes up for a movie-related game. Um, 
And like I said, it's a 7 out of 10 for me. Uh, for more, in a much more detailed fashion, you can go to my review, which is on yourgamesource.com slash reviews.html, uh, where you can see it in full and see it all in all of its uh, blazing glory. So, beam me out, Scotty, on this one. Sounded like it was even hard for you to say blazing glory. It it is. It's just like I said. I love. The, it's just such a guilty pleasure. And but there's just no way I can defend it to people uh, why I like it so much. It's just. It really is just so flawed in so many other areas, and it's just so disappointing because this game could have easily with with polish, with with a halfway decent job of polish. And just a couple things as far as into implementing some interesting gameplay could have been a nine, a nine and a half, easily for for most of these reviewers. Eight and a half, nine, nine and a half. Instead, you know, they chose not to do that. They chose a rush job. They could could have taken another should have taken another year to polish this game, and it would have been something special. But it wasn't. They didn't, and so it, it's out there. And unfortunately, it'll be in a bargain bin sometime very soon. So. I felt bad because I'm the one that had to break the news to you. Yeah, I, and I saw the reviews on it. Like I said, it, it's just, and I can't, I can't defend it because there's just, um, it's just no excuse. I, I love the story. I just love the story that much. I thought, thought for me, it appealed to me, like it, it, like a Star Trek Next Generation episode, even though it combined elements from the, the new movies plus the original TV series. But that was just for me. And I know that this game is just only going to fit and make, uh, you know, entertainment for a small, small amount of people. And, and I'm one of them. But uh, if you tell me this game blows, uh, I, I can't blame you. Can't blame you a bit. So uh, on that cheerful note, let's go to Jamie. Jamie, uh, I know you recently played Soul Sacrifice and you hopefully might have had a little bit better experience than I did? Eh, maybe. Even though it turned out to be the same, but, uh... It did kind of turn out the same. A little disappointing considering, you know, it was the creator of Mega Man. So you obviously just hope for the best. And, you know, it had a lot of big shoes to fill. They tried to follow in the footsteps of some big names out there, like, you know... Monster Hunter and Fantasy Star, but it has its own, I mean, you can't really say, oh, look, it's just like those, because it's not. It's got its own uniqueness, you know. You start out, you're an imprisoned mage, and um, you're talking to a book. Now, Jeremiah, I know, played the demo, as we had already talked about this once before, Jamie, to each other. Jamie, can I ask you a quick question? Yes. Every RPG have to start out imprisoned. Or I think so. I think that's like par for the course now. Or I don't know. It's, it's if you don't do it, something's wrong. I'm beginning to wonder. I think that's just you have to do that, or it's not an RPG. I don't know. You know, I I think they just all go. Ooh, that worked for them. We gotta do it too. And it doesn't always work. I don't know. Elder Scrolls made it popular. That's what we mean. <laughs> that that's what I mean. They you know they're going. Hey, it worked for them, but it's not working for them. It works for one, but not the other. You know, Jeremiah will tell you, I honestly wanted to set the book on fire. That's how annoying the book got to me. You know, you literally want to just kill it, because it's annoying. It's a talking book. It's a magical book. It's basically, you have to go through him to relive moments to 
figure out how to get yourself free. Yeah, to make a long story demo. short. Even during the demo, it was already annoying me. See? It's just, it was... That part was annoying. They should have worked on that a little bit. It wasn't horribly bad. You know, obviously, the only way you're going to get any depth out of the story is if you pay attention to the text, which is narrated to you. And every so often a cutscene. I was surprised. You know, you would have thought there'd be more cutscenes. But, um... I, I gave it a 7 out of 10. Like I said, it wasn't all that bad. The customization options were really good. The combat was... It kept my attention, but at the same time, it had its flaws, which because I'm sure Jeremiah can pipe in on, too, because it was wonky to me. It had bad camera angles, and it just... Well, we saw it at CES. I first saw it at CES, and I thought it was actually... I had hopes for it. Because you and about... 99% of the world that saw it. And yeah. it's been a big view. You know, it has a, it has thousands of views on our site as far as our, our footage of it. It has on a YouTube page. And and I just thought the game had a lot of promise. Well, a lot of people had high expectations for this game being a, a Vita, you know, Vita killer. So. And I mentioned that in my review. You know, it's it's not going to make or break the Vita. And it wasn't. it really wasn't all the hype that it had behind it. I'm not going to say not to play it, because I literally did tell everyone to play it. It's definitely worth playing, but is it the be-all, end-all that everybody thought it would be? No, not at all. And you gave it what? I gave it a 7 out of 10. It's still decent. It's still a playable game. It's definitely playable. It just it was not what everybody... I don't think it's what anyone expected. Alrighty. I know you had other games that you wanted to take care of, including Dead Island Riptide. See how he is? He gives me the crap ones instead of giving me the one that Chris could help me with. But that's <laughs> fine. We'll go with the Dead Island, Dead in the Water. That's coming up next. That's coming up next. You said two. I can't do three. Why can't you do three? Because I would have picked a different one for my second one. But we'll go with your dead in the water if you really want to stink fest on us. Because you know how I felt about that game. That game was probably worse than the last two we were talking about. Definitely worse than um, Star Trek. See, I couldn't even remember the name. That's how bad that game was. But Dead Island. Honestly, Dead Island Riptide should have been... In my opinion, I don't know, tell me I'm wrong, but it was better suited as DLC than it would have been as an actual full-on game. Harsh. There was tons of things to do. I mean, you could craft weapons, stuff like that, the leveling system. Obviously, I mean, it kept you intrigued to where you just wanted to keep hearing yourself ding up to the next level. And I loved the unique weapons you could make. Some of them were crazy, like an electrified bat, things like that. Craziness, just absolute craziness. But there was no substance to it. The story was, if there was one, I don't remember. The graphics were horrible. I mean, the controls and the targeting were not there. So it wasn't a big advancement over the previous game. Not at all. It was no big, huge leap from the original, and, I mean, 
of course they gave you a new character and more con you know more content they changed your setting a little and souped it up but other than that like i said this could have been dlc and i think it was better suited for that now the one uh perk i did hear was that you could take your import your character over from the original dead island was that correct that you can do yes yes so that's going to be a huge you know thing for people that were huge fans of the original dead island it's just, this didn't do it for me, though. I really, it has DLC written all over it. It could have been an add-on, and they would have been just fine there, I think. So, what was your final score for this one? My final score on that was a 6.5 out of 10. Well, fair enough. Uh, like I said, uh, looks like we uh, had a lot of winners uh, so far. And did you still want to comment on uh, our fi- final review as far as from you, or before I that's get up to That's up to Chris if he wants to help me with it, because I won't do it unless Chris helps me <laughs> out with it. It's uh, Injustice Gods Among Us, which you both have played extensively. And we've, yes. both, we've been talking about injustices, so why not talk about a good one that's not really an injustice? That is true. That is very true. Well, a lot I loved it. <laughs> I, I'm a huge fighting game fan, so I loved it. Yeah, and luckily that's what me and Jamie have in common, is that we're both very big uh, fighter enthusiasts. Yeah, well, can I, I am too. I love and Jeremiah. Jeremiah loves them. Oh, yeah. The, uh, so we got Jamie, Jeremiah, and I believe there was another person on the site that... Bryce. Bryce, that's who it was. Well, just, don't, just don't kick his butt at Street Fighter Cross Tekken, because then he'll turn around and figure out how to kick your butt. You said uh, <laughs> you, you absolutely... Bad- well, Jamie, you said you absolutely love this game. I did. And you love the iOS as far as the app that it came out for it. Oh, God, yeah. That is amazing. If they did that with more games, oh, my gosh, it would be freaking gold yeah. for so many places to do that. Well, then, uh, your score for the game was actually what? You're really going to ask me that right now? Well, that's I'm just asking. I'm just... Okay. It's actually, you gave it a 7.5 out of 10. I did. And then, so I'm just saying, I'm I'm not trying to put you on the spot. Please, uh, just, you know, I know you'll hit me next time you'll see me. I know what you're wondering. How can I love it so much and talk so highly of it if I only gave it a 7.5? But I think it's probably in the same way that I love Sleeping Dogs, even though I gave it a similar score. I'll be honest yeah, with you. Yeah, Sleepy Dogs. The, which is coming tomorrow, free to PlayStation Plus users. Sony, if you're listening, I just gave you a plug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll hold my breath for my check. <laughs> I I gave it a 7.5, and I'll be honest. The only reason it didn't get higher is because I didn't want to be that person that said that everybody went, he loves fighting games. He only gave it that score because he loves fighting games. It deserved a... I'm not going to say a lot higher. It deserved a little higher than a 7.5, but again, I did not want to be that person that, oh, he just gave it that because he like No. It deserved what it deserved. It had... The, the story... What did it for me is the story was short. If the story would have been longer, I would have probably gave it at least a 9, maybe an 8.5. But the story was too short for me. But, I mean, you've got online, and then you've got all the different... You know, the Star Lab missions, the battle. So the replay value is so high, it really didn't matter that the story was short. Chris, where were your thoughts on the on the game uh, that uh. you played it extensively? 
Well, the, uh, I mean, everything that Jamie has touched on is basically, like, exactly how the game is. Um, my perspective on it, though, was a little bit different because I'm a huge fighting fan, but I've always been extremely favored towards the Street Fighter series. Uh, and the type of game that it is, Mortal Kombat fighting system, I, I was very, very turned off by the game. However, I had to pick it up because it was DC and because it's still a fighting game, and I have to at least try it before I knock it. Chris, um, I don't mean to interrupt you, but you, did you not see the option to change the controls to Street Fighter controls? That is actually something I have not seen yet, so if there is something like that, that is actually kind of crazy. However... It is possible. Okay. Well... I don't know. It's not all right the controls, now? though. Like, well, the stiffness well, is very <laughs> Mortal Kombat-ish. Oh, it's, it's night and day. Yeah. It's definitely night and day. Well, the one thing with it, I mean, I don't mind it being uh, uh, set up kind of like a uh, Mortal Kombat status because it actually turned out a lot better that way. Um, it feels easier to play, which I'm not saying Mortal Kombat is easier to play, but it just feels like it's nice and simple, um, not too complex. So, personally, I like the way that this... Uh, game was set up. Um, I I just didn't like the uh, the fact that it felt like Mortal Kombat at the beginning. Now though, I, I have to I have to say their system is very easy to play. It's very easy to understand the controls, the comboing system. Just <laughs> I feel like I can actually do combos in there better than I can in uh, Marvel versus Capcom, which is all combo based. But. Um, I love the game. I love the graphics made with the Unreal Engine. I loved every little bit of it. Even the story, as short as it was, I felt that it was still pretty long. Um, not not long like a, a, a Elder Scrolls story or something like that, but long enough to keep my attention. Where I was like, "Dang, this thing! If it ended now, I'd be happy." And it was. It just kept going and kept going. And I personally really liked how the story played through. Um, Which I think bouncing around the different the different characters, yeah. I think that's what kept the attention span because yes. that's what did it for me. Yeah, by far. Because if it would have kept you with Superman the whole time or something like that or, or Batman the whole time, I I would have been like, uh, okay, no, I don't want to do this. Right. But the fact that their story was was uh, jumpy and you would try out every single person, good and bad, even it it just made it like, holy crap, I'm in the shoes of this. And it worked. It worked perfect. Yeah, I've seen a few newer fighting games do that uh, for their story. Yeah. So uh, it seems to be the more popular way to do it these days. So they're actually adding stories to fighting games instead of just multiplayer aspect where you're just playing against computers or other people. So I personally like that. Um if I had to give anything to it, I would have easily given it at least an eight, an eight out of ten, easily. But uh, I didn't write a, a physical review or anything. I just did a video review. Uh, my, I guess my video review kind of counts towards it, though. I'd probably say a good from everything I played. I'd say eight point five out of ten. The only thing I didn't like was the multiplayer aspect, uh, like not multiplayer, but like um, matchmaking. Because it's not as fair as it should be. Uh, it's not. <laughs> my first match on ranked, I went up against a guy who was 
230 wins and 16 losses. Um, definitely not fair to my 0-0 yeah, zero zero record. Yeah, that sounds about right. That happened to me, too. <laughs> uh, and it took me about eight games, but I finally won my first ranked match. So right now I'm about 1-8, 1-7. Nice. So I'm, I'm liking... Uh, I'm liking actually playing online though. It, it, it helps advance your the way you have to play the game because it's not it's not just like oh if you can do this combo you win. You have to learn each character, learn their opposites, learn their weaknesses, and I mean that could take a while to do. And especially when there's many different people playing, uh, everyone plays differently. So it's not um, it's not like you can play one time and say oh I can always beat. Batman, I can always beat this person. It you doesn't really work can't. that way. Mm-mm. Yeah. And plus, you got to remember how to use the environments to your advantage and everything. Oh, God, yeah. Using those to do extra uh, extra combos just makes the game that much easier, that much more fun. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It, but it also makes it harder. Like, at the same time, you play on a certain map, and where the environment changes, it could be different. Um, you play on Aqu- Aquaman's uh, level. There is no environment change. You can you can hit, beat him around a couple times, but you can't switch areas. And the way you use the environment is different depending on who you're using. Exactly. Yeah. If you're a bigger person, you might toss items around. If you're a small person, you might use it to bounce off of them. It's uh, it's great. Mm-hmm. So depending on your character, you can really adjust the way you play. Yeah, millions of possibilities with the game, so... You do. The replay value is just endless. Yeah. Especially with the DLC starting to get ready to come in. Yes. The only thing is I wish they would announce what other DLC they're going to have. They just haven't announced anything. And I'm, I'm like, dang it, just tell me now. So far, it looks like Batgirl and Lobo. Yes, I, I heard about the Lobo being in there. Um, but hopefully, I mean... It, I mean, not just Lobo, but there are some characters I'm just like, oh, please be in there. And some that I know they haven't announced, but it, it's just like a a chance. Like I'm I'm hoping for like Starfire or uh uh who who was it? Uh, Martian Manhunter. There, there were some people that I haven't heard about, but they're still kind of rumored to maybe be in there. Right. We can hope. Yeah. <laughs> All right, sounds good. And that's, again, Injustice Gods Among Us. Uh, looks like uh, it's a good game, and people should definitely uh, check it out. Oh, yeah. Well, wow. There you go. Well, uh, our final review of the evening is going to be a little bit different. Uh, it's actually a DLC, a standalone DLC, um, for the game Far Cry 3. Uh, it's called Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon. And uh, as the theme music will be uh, coming along in the background, um, <laughs> as this is being taped, um, it takes you back to the wonderful times of the 80s when VHS was king and, um, well, uh, a lot of, uh, let's just say, things that you don't normally do in movies these days were prevalent. Uh, you know, um, massive cheesy one-liners, um, Cursing nonstop, uh, also as well, uh, violence galore. You know, now they sort of like put it in its proper place in movies these days, uh, and it's you know in in lieu of a story, quote unquote storyline. 
here they didn't care you know in those days they didn't care about storylines or anything of that nature they just wanted to go ahead and and uh, blow away people and have a great time so uh, that being the case um, Ubisoft makers of Far Cry 3 took uh, the best parts uh, in my opinion anyways um, about from uh, from that to create uh, the saga called Blood Dragon the, if you want to check it out the review in its entirety is going to be on our reviews page at yourgamesource.com it was reviewed by our good friend Joel aka the Nesta and I just wanted to actually get a little bit of insight for you on it uh, he thoroughly enjoyed it it's a adventure uh, possibly bordering about five to six hours for the main quest up to ten hours for as far as if you want to explore the full island uh, that's that has to offer um, as he put it, actually, you're getting a bite-sized eight-hour slice of what Far Cry 3 had to offer. And if you want to explore a little bit more, add a couple hours onto that. So, basically, uh, it gives you some of the elements, but not all as far as what you can do, what you can build, and what you can actually kill with with Far Cry 3. Um, also, as well, um, it has a lot to go for as far as the nostalgia from your, your favorite 80 movies of the past. Um, and it, it actually, uh, Michael Bean, uh, who's been in famous in The Terminator and other movies, actually voices the main character, a cyborg, no less, um, for the actual uh, game that's going on here. And as uh, Rex, you can go out and pretty much go and slaughter and mayhem the the evil robots that are that are your opponents in the game and and go off like uh well like robocop or the terminator while you're trying to go on one of the seven story missions that are available uh tell you what uh with all the nostalgia that's in place with all the special moves that that you can do and just all the quirky things that that are nods to those 80 movies like for instance uh dragons that that shoot lasers out of its eyes or or the the score that was created specifically uh, with the 80s in mind. It just to me was a trip back in nostalgia for me, and uh, I know the Nesta really played it extensively and enjoyed his time there. It may have been in his terms, quote unquote, too much of a good thing at times, uh, but for the most part, he had a great time and uh, gave it a score for eight out of ten. It's fifteen dollars on PSN, XBLA, and Steam. But if you really want to have a good time for $15, it is actually a, a pretty good deal. I think you should go out of way or get it, especially if you're a fan of the 80s nostalgia. Which brings me to my last question before we head to break. What is your favorite 80s cheesy movie? I will start first with Jeremiah. Well, as much as I'd like to say D all of the above, I'm gonna have to go with Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Oh yeah, excellent, excellent. A little bit different, but party, oh. dude, excellent. That was Wayne. Oh, that's right. Okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chris, which again, another cheesy one. I, I'd have to say one of my favorite ones, but um, actually, one of my favorite cheesy. But that was '90s. That was '90s. Uh, was it '90s? Uh, Wayne's World was in the nineties. Ted's oh. Excellence uh, was in, it was an eighties movie. Yes. Oh, okay. Then um, actually, I'd have to say my favorite. I, I was into older kind of scary or what was supposed to be scary movies, 
and I'd have to say Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Oh, nice. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, it's one of my favorite uh, cheesy movies that uh, I-, I can I can never get tired of. Very nice indeed. And why is that the case? What endears you to this movie? <laughs> Um, with that movie, obviously they try to make it as scary as possible for the for an '80s time frame, and uh, they and I believe it was like the later '80s that it came out. But with what the technology they had into into movie production, it, at the time I could see it being kind of scary. Now you watch it and you're like, huh, wow, they they really try to push the borderline on scary for this, but it was just funny. Ah, okay, fair enough. And Jamie, what do we got for you, my friend? National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Ah, uh, not the original, the one with uh, Randy Chubby Chase, Randy Quaid, and it. Was it? Oh, that's yes, right. it was Chevy Chase. You're right, Chris. Yeah, Chevy Chase, but Randy Quaid as his uh, as his brother. Oh yeah, yeah, that one. The one with uh, what's the dog? Snobs. Uh, snots, yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and we, where uh, Chevy Chase sets the lights on the on, uh, on the house, and oh my gosh, that scene was cra- that still cracks me up to this day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that's not my favorite Chevy Chase movie from the uh, from the uh, from the eighties. That would be Fletch. Yes, Fletch was awesome. Fletch is yeah, but that's not a cheesy movie. That's actually no. Awesome. They should reboot. That's one movie they should reboot. <laughs> but who could do it? Speaking of reboots, though, that reminds me of Karate Kid was another 80s movie, but I liked that one. I wouldn't really say it was cheesy. Yeah, it was yeah. cheesy. I mean, no, the remake was cheesy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. But the love story was kind of cheesy, but that's okay. And and uh, the actual hokey-dokey, uh, you know, karate tournament scene, but that's okay, you know. We'll, we'll let them off the hook this time. But my favorite cheesy 1980s movie has got to be none other... Okay, another drum roll. Jim Kata, starring 1985. Uh, was it uh, gold medalist Kurt Thomas back from 1985? Oh my gosh, you've got to see this movie on YouTube just so you can laugh your head off. <laughs> right, I thought he was gonna say a Christmas story. No, no, that's actually a good movie. I'm talking about Jim Kata is just just so bad it's unreal it's one of those movies that you just have to see it and for the first hour your your eyeballs are like bulging out of your head and your mouth is just your jaws drop to the floor it's just I cannot believe I'm watching this and then the second half is you're just laughing with so much so many tears at the the horrible dialogue and, and the fact that that here's a guy who's supposed to be fighting off ninjas and, and uh, mean townspeople in eastern, in older Eastern Europe, um, and magically finds a pommel horse in which he can actually do the, a lot of his damage in. Magically, of course. It's just some of the scenes in this movie are hilarious, and then when they try to act, it's it's just, uh, you know, if you can bear it, it's just just truly just an unreal kind of awesome that that I can't even hardly explain. You just have to check it out on YouTube. Um, don't even spend any money on it, mind you. Just. Find it on YouTube or Daily Motion and, and just enjoy it in all of its full and uh, full ladies' glory. And you know, please just send me your thank you on our forums at yourgamesource.com because I know you'll enjoy it as much as I have. Jim Kata. 
Gotta love it. And with that, we'll uh, head to a break and be right back with a roundtable of doom. I should have said UHF. That's a good movie, though. That's with Michael. <laughs> um, who else famous is in it? Uh, besides Weird Al. I guess I know Weird Al, but I'm just saying. Um, Michael Richards is in it, but there was somebody else. Let me look that up. Victoria Jackson, I know that, but she was from Saturday, but her career just kind of tanked. Um, wow, that is cheesy, isn't it? What? Jim Cotter. Oh yeah, that's awesome. It's so it's so cheesy, awesome. back with the world famous yourgamesource.com podcast it's yes Elvis lives with uh, once again we've got degenerate 08 killer x wolf and also as well super boring and it's time once again for the round table of doom <laughs> oh hold on I gotta do Nick <laughs> <laughs> you just that great every time yes exactly Degenerate um, no like table. Degenerate <laughs> smash table. And in this episode of the world famous round table of doom, we have got a good one for you tonight. Because today over the newswire happened in the afternoon and had everybody on the internet just scrambling for cover. Yes, the Star Wars games, the the actual the console version or um, how did they word it? The actual core experiences um, of the Star Wars universe, uh, those rights were purchased today from Disney uh, by Electronic Arts. Yep. I'm sure Disney is going to get a cut just because of licensing and everything that they'll be doing going forward. And Disney owns all rights to when it comes to when they're doing Star Wars mobile games, online games. There you go. And actually, in the background, I'll be playing more. But uh, 
be that as it may, you know, um, and also when it comes to Disney Infinity, uh, Disney's game coming up, that actually, they'll obviously see putting uh, Star Wars incorporating that themselves. But for the most part, let's talk about the fall of LucasArts, which we did on a previous to- uh, podcast. We thought that somebody would be picking pieces at some point, and sure enough, it looks like it is Electronic Arts. Uh, so my question uh, for you guys today, um, well, let's start off with this. With the EA Star Wars agreement, uh, Disney agreement now in place, um, was it a good fit for Star Wars with all of EA's issues in history? And we're talking about EA's debacles, um, with the recent city, uh, also Star Wars The Old Republic, uh, the way they mishandled the releases of uh, Dead Space 3, so as well Crisis 3. So I'll start with you, Jamie. Yes and no. Yes, it was a good fit because obviously EA hasn't always had bad things going for it, and I tend to believe that somewhere in there, Disney and them have built a relationship, so Disney kind of said, hey, we're coming to you with this. But they had to do something. EA had to do something, considering they just took away Madden from the Wii U owners. Ooh, did I throw that one in there? I think you did. Just, just a little bit. You know, so I, I, they had to do something. I think EA sees this more as its saving grace. And Disney sees it more as a, now it's out of our courts and theirs. Okay. So, do you think it was the right move for Disney to hand it over to EA, especially with all the bad press? The fact that they've been in such turmoil with, with posting major losses, they just got rid of their CEO, they actually don't have a CEO running the company as far as uh, a, a, a break. They have an interim one right now running the company, maybe a placeholder for someone that, that's going to be coming soon, but do you think this is the right move for for Disney to, to hand over their their now franchise over to Electronic Arts as opposed to maybe an Activision or someone else? I, I think, think that Disney is in the right direction. Who knows? Maybe Disney's going to take EA now, too. There you yeah, I, I think uh, EA's got pretty good backing for it. I mean, they got plenty of money to, you know, make it work, and I think it's better to be in, you know, one of the big, you know, groups instead of having, you know, Disney Disney try to do it themselves. So, I mean, you know, kind of like Jamie said, like, I don't think EA is all bad. You know, they've got some, some good stuff under their belt, so uh, I'm just kind of at a wait and see kind of moment right now. Well, I think they're learning their lessons a little bit because when they announced The Sims 4 coming to 2014, they announced that it would not be, not be an online-only title. And, and also as well, um, they, they're getting the idea as far as um, maybe when they get someone in place that's not an interim CEO, maybe they, their first focus will be trying to restore their image and maybe getting them out of that, you know, hated, most hated and worst company in America uh, uh, format. So, uh, Chris, tell me your thoughts as far as if you think it's a good deal for both sides or, or should something have different taken place? I think both of them are going to benefit from this. Um, I mean, everyone has said it already, but EA isn't completely bad. 
they just uh, they just have some some minor things that they that people are not too proud of with them. But um, I mean, do you think of anyone else that could try to buy it and try to make a good enough game for it? I, I don't think anyone's going to do it for a, a decent price as EA would. Uh, Activision would probably try to soak up more money than anything. Um, no offense to Activision, it's just I, I think that's how they would work, run it. Uh, and then any other developer probably wouldn't put as much effort into it. And, I mean, you, you need a good Star Wars game. You, you have to. It's just, by all means, you have to. Uh, so I think that it's, it's alright that they're going to be uh, running the show for all these games. And then Disney, of course, benefiting by not having to pay too much, I would assume. Uh, and they'll make enough money just to... Well, Disney to, doesn't have to pay a dime. They're yeah, actually yeah. Just, just giving out the license to, you know... So they're selling it more or less. Than, and and they're getting... I'm sure they're getting a cut on the on the back end, not yeah. just a cut up front, but they're getting... So I don't think they sold the rights. I think it'd be more like a partnership they're doing. Um, yeah, but it's just as far as going forward. There any console game made for... for um, the uh, the consoles, the new console systems, and also PC for Star that'll have the Star Wars name attached to it will be, uh, you know, at least for foreseeable future, will be published by by EA. Uh, the only times are, like I said, if they let's do say do a Legos game, uh, that may still be farmed out to because Traveler's Tales seems to be the only one that can do it right. And then also as well, uh, Disney Infinity will incorporate Star Wars, and that's all Disney working on that project. So, yeah, I'm just waiting for the Marvel in Infinity. <laughs> and that's in, that's going to be part of Infinity too. So I mean, that's that's uh, that's pretty much you can just take that to the bank. But uh, and like I said, Star Wars Disney themselves will be working on Star Wars games in the mobile arena, the online arena, and for games for tablets, which are cheaper to make and could potentially yield a much higher profit margin. Um, also as well, um, I did want to ask you guys, will it ultimately be a success for the gamer? Is it great for the gamer that EA has now taken over the Star Wars franchise? Chris? Um, well, beneficial to the gamer in, in like a fun factor way, I think that it's going to be very similar to what they've already done. Will it be cheaper for them or anything? I highly doubt it. I think with EA's previous uh, past of uh, microtransactions or online passes to reduce pre-owned games, I, I think, and especially if it's on next-generation consoles, who knows what that's going to do, but I think that the consumer might be a little less likely to buy if they have to see all these other fees on there. But aside from that, I think the, the game itself, it wouldn't be any different than if uh, if LucasArts had developed it themselves or, or whoever would have developed it um, or been publishing it, sorry, then I think right now it's still going to be the same kind of game. Jeremiah, what do you think about that as far as for gamers? Do you think it's a win for them? Yeah, you know, like a lot of people, you know, go down on microtransactions and stuff, but the reason that they still exist is because, you know, plenty of people, you know, buy into them. If they didn't, then they wouldn't be using them. So, I mean, obviously some of them are better than others. Um, I mean, I, you know, 
for a certain game that I do enjoy, like I'll buy some DLC and throw some extra money to it. But I mean, yeah, obviously if the game's not good enough, I'm not gonna buy any of it. So I mean, as long as the game is decent enough and the microtransactions aren't like, you know, extra armor for your uh, Banta, I guess in this case, you know, it just something something useful, you know, something good. Uh, I'm I'm all for it. Now, do you think, uh, Jamie, um, that it is a, a good thing for as far as uh, for gamers concerned? Or do you think also as well, guys, um, or I'll also touch with you on this, Jamie, do you think it's a good thing, do you think the the games that, that projects which have been talked about, like Star Wars First Assault, Star Wars 1313, and Battlefront 3, which had either been phased out or were being worked on at the time of, of LucasArts' um, closure, uh, do you think those projects will be re- resurrected and, uh, and completed in full? Because... You know, if you catch our YourGameSource.com YouTube page, you can actually see the footage that Kotaku got of Star Wars Battlefront 3. And let me tell you right now, I would have bought that game. I'm right there with you. I would have bought it myself. I think that if they want to knock one out of the park, they have to dig those back up and make them come to fruition. Otherwise, I don't know. I mean, it's going to be iffy people are going to buy, honestly, they need to put it on multiple consoles, and hopefully their little stunt they're pulling with Madden isn't a sign of things to come from them where they're not going to be catering to some of the Wii U people because that's, in my opinion, not a very smart move. Jeremiah, do you think, uh, and after seeing some of the, you know, the promising trailers for 1313 and also seeing what uh, the footage of the Battlefront 3, do you think that's something that they might be interested in doing, or are they going to be doing an all-new Star Wars uh, games? Well, I think those two especially are, are really, you know, big contenders for, you know, actually decent games. I mean, they already look good to begin with. I mean, I know a lot of people were looking forward to them. I was looking forward to the 1313 Battlefronts, not as much, but I know a lot of people that um, have played. I mean, I, I did play the original one um, quite a bit. Um, didn't get into the second one as much, but uh, yeah, I mean, like those would be easy to latch onto before they actually start making a new game. And Chris, uh, you know, as far as it's concerned, I know originally when Star Wars thirteen thirteen announced, you must have had some initial uh, interest from from a lot of people coming your way. Is that correct? Yeah, definitely. Um, a huge popularity spike uh, hit, and a lot of people had more or less said, hey, is, uh, is that new Star Wars game now? Or, hey, is there, uh, is there a way I can get it right now? And obviously not yet, but um, for the most part, as soon as it hit, a lot of people thought that this is going to be a, a big game. This is going to be a, a Star Wars changer, for sure. Um, I still think that there are some people that are out there that are thinking that this will be a Star Wars uh, icebreaker and it's going to get them back into the field and probably make it as popular as Call of Duty or something. But um, I mean, time will tell on this game. I, I still think it's going to do very well when it does come out, though. Fair enough, fair enough. And uh, I, if we're more on this, I uh, actually have a column that's uh, actually, I guess, going to come out uh, tomorrow uh, to our uh, yourgamesource.com slash yesellthislives page um, where I discuss in detail today's announcement 
Uh, and also, by the time you're hearing this, uh, if there's anything more that comes uh, on the heels of this, uh, don't worry. We've got it covered for you on our YourGameSource.com Facebook page and also as well at YourGameSource.com. If you just click on Like, you actually the news feed just pops right up. and You can read all the latest info on the Disney EA Star Wars Love Fest that's going to go down. So um, I think that's uh, going to do it for tonight. For the round table to do. The round table of do? No. No. Sorry, clearing my throat. The round table of do. There you go. And uh, I think that'll also do it as well uh, for this evening. Um, again, I did want to thank all the individuals that have uh, recently liked us on our Facebook page, uh, which you can get uh, Game Source on Facebook. Also, as well, uh, you know, follow us on Twitter. We've got hundreds of followers on Twitter already um, at Game Source. There, also as well, um, we're we're trending two big months in a row. Our biggest months to date have happened the past two months, and I just want to say thank you for, for doing that, uh, for following us and reading uh, and, and clicking on yourgamesource.com. It's, it's much appreciated. Uh, we just just going on up when the industry and, and in, you know individual sites uh, covering video games has gone down. We're just going up and up and up, and so that's a great sign. Also as well, yourgamesource.com, the entire thing on YouTube. Um, if you're catching this and, uh, on the regular site and you want to do iTunes, hey, just go to Your Game Source, three words, and we're right there. Um, also, as well, you can download our phone app free, and you can get that link by just clicking on Chris's face right My there. Face. Right there, Killer X Wolf, as he's trying to get Marcus Phoenix on our front page at YourGameSource.com. There you get him, go. Chris, get him. Got him! I'm gonna get him. I'm tapping B. <laughs> so uh, for for me, yes, Elvis lives. Uh, we've got uh, every, gonna have to say good night to you and uh, say good evening from Paradise, Jeremiah. He all of both. I mean, take care and keep playing. There you go, super porn. Let's go, Killer X Wolf. What do you say? Good night, world. And last but certainly not least. Degenerate 08. Hello Tuesday. There you go. And so for all of us, we want to thank you for listening and have a great evening. And may the force be with you. Thank God I'm not actually angry Nick's father. Revenge (laughs) of the sixth. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And we're Oh, wait, today's episode 7. Uh, yes. Uh, 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 I see what you did there. Yeah, you like that? Yes. The force will be with you.